All right, folks. <clears throat> All right, folks. I'm supposed to welcome each and every one of you to our Christmas Eve service. Um, and just to prepare our hearts for this time, it's, uh, it's a great moment where we get to spend time with friends and family, uh, in particular our church family. Um, if for one reason you wonder uh, why the Lord has saved you, set you aside for himself, it's for moments like this. It's not just a joyous, happy time, but many people are going through sad, difficult times. And so I encourage you to reach out, show some, show some love uh, during this time. Just a couple of things to run through before uh, we, sh we begin. Hopefully all of you have your own candle. Uh, and if you're younger and not yet responsible with a candle, hopefully you've got a glow stick. And if you don't, now would be the time to go get one outside. Um, the other thing is, towards the end, we usually close the service with Silent Night. And I would encourage you, as we finish, is, and I know we're, and I encourage this, is to usually fellowship, usually chat, but I would encourage you is to slowly, quietly, if you would, go and have fellowship outside. Because, because, during this whole moment of when we're reading scripture, you're going to be brought to a place <coughs> reading where hopefully you'll understand more and more the significance of the birth of Christ. And I pray as we leave tonight, um, it would be far clearer for you. So let me start. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. We're at this point in our Advent where we're about to light this fifth candle. The Christ candle. First John chapter 1, verse 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness. First John chapter 1, verses 9 through 14 says, This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him, in him is no darkness at all. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. I, I said first, John, it's, it's the Gospel of John. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. So as we 
celebrates, friends, celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ and rejoice in his coming to us to bring light into this dark world, we light the Christ candle. Jesus is the fulfillment of all of God's promises. He is, if you are a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, he is our light. He is our hope. He is our peace. He is our joy. And he is our love. So let me pray for us as we open the service. Heavenly Father, we confess that our lives are filled with sin and darkness. Lord, we, we need a Savior. We need, light, we need a light. And Lord Jesus, we confess and declare that you are the light of the world who has come into our darkness. Jesus, we confess and declare that you are the Lamb who was given, slain for our pardon, and your promise is peace for those who believe. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. unspoken come taste of his perfect love oh come guilty and hiding ones there is no need to run see what your God has done Christ is
In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, we read of an incredible invitation. Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. What an amazing invitation. That the God of the universe, the creator of the world, would invite you and I to come to him. But there is one problem. And it's not a tiny problem, but it's a massive problem. And that problem is we, myself, we're unable to come. And it's actually worse than that. The reality is we don't want to come. Romans 3 says it pretty clearly. None is righteous. No, not one. No one understands no one, no one seeks for God. No one is seeking after God. Paul puts it this way in Ephesians 2, and you were dead, spiritually dead, in the trespasses and sins. And then later in that same chapter, we read, having no hope and without God in the world. So we are cut off from God. So I wonder, what kind of invitation is it to come when we are unable to come. I mean, consider an infant. I hear some, some sounds of some little ones in here, which is always an exciting thing to hear. Consider an infant. Consider a newborn. The newborn can't walk. The newborn can't crawl. The newborn can't even sit up on their own. But you have to hold their head. That makes me so nervous. You've got to hold their head. Now imagine the dad says, Hey, come. Come to Dada." and I'll give you the bottle. What an invitation. I mean, the baby wants the bottle. Come get the bottle. But here's the problem. The baby can't come. The baby, as much as it might want that bottle, cannot physically get to the dad unless, unless the dad comes to the baby. You see, Jesus' invitation to come to him is an incredible invitation because he first came to us. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. 
for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus came to save us from our sins. It's our sin that separates us from God. It's your sin and my sin that keeps us in the dark. It's your sin and my sin that prevents us from seeking God on our own. And it's your sin that condemns you before God. Jesus came to save us from our sins. You see, the invitation is to come to Him to find forgiveness and restoration and reconciliation, eternal life, and yes, Jesus even says rest. Jesus invites you tonight to come to Him. He came so that you could come to Him. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call His name Emmanuel, which means God with us. What an amazing invitation. The Christ has come. The Christ is born for you. So that you, the unfaithful one, the weak one, the weary one, the broken one, the fearful one, the guilty one, the hurting one, the hiding one, so that you may come to Christ the Lord, so that you may come to Him, the wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Christ has come, and the invitation is offered, come to me. So the question on this Christmas Eve for you and for myself is simply this, will we come? Will we come? Romans 10, 13 says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Not might be saved, but will be saved. This Christmas season, you can know the salvation of our God. You can know Jesus Christ personally as Lord and Savior. You can come to him and you can find rest. You can come to him and find life and hope and joy and peace and love. Tonight, as Rebecca just sang, you can come to the lamb who was given, slain for our pardon, and whose promise is peace for all who believe. Christ has come. Will you now come to him and worship him who is Christ the Lord? Over the next several minutes, what we're going to do is we're going to read some scripture and then we're going to sing a couple verses of a hymn. And then somebody's going to read some scripture. And then we'll sing some more verses of a hymn. And as we read the scriptures, as we respond, let us just worship together and to sing his praises. Would you pray with me? Father, you have come. You have come not for the perfect, not for the one who has their life all figured out. You have come not for the one who has it all together. You have come for sinners. You have come for the lost and the broken and the dead and the grieving and the hurting. You've come for the wandering one, the one who is hiding from you in their guilt and shame because they're afraid. But God, you invite them to come and in you to find peace. And this child that we worship at Christmas, we know that that cradle leads to the cross, but that cross leads to a crown. That Jesus, you are not only the child in the manger, but that you are the living, 
risen King of kings and Lord of lords, and you are coming for your people again. But this morning, we set our focus upon that first coming. So may we worship Christ the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice, with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, The time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, 
and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. This is the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased.
Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through 20. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen this, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things that pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told to them. Let's stand this time on this song, please. Joy to the world. they tell us that a light appeared in the sky. A light that not even the greatest of astronomers could identify. A light so bright that even darkness had to flee. A light so powerful that even the worst of what we had done was not only exposed, it was cleansed, forgiven, and forgotten. You see, this is why Jesus came to earth to give us that light so that we would have the same joy and the same love and the same light everywhere we go and the best news is this is a light meant for all it is freely offered you see christmas is more than the warmth of friends and family more than nostalgia the gifts and memories it is about the greatest gift ever given because a world in darkness has not only seen a great light, no, we have seen the greatest light, and his name is Jesus. 
2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 says, Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Another reason we don't come to Christ on our own is the God of this world has blinded our minds to the light of the gospel. Verse 5, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. If you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, then God has shown that light into your life, giving you the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And because He is the light of the world, you are to be a light on a hill. One of my favorite things about Christmas or Christmas Eve services is the candle lighting. It's a reminder, as we will sing Silent Night in just a moment, we do this to have a, a nice moment, but also to remind ourselves that we are to be the light, that Jesus is the light of the world. And as we live our lives, this Christmas season, every day, that we are to point people to Jesus Christ. So hopefully you've got your candles. If you've got your glow sticks, parents, you may want to crack those. You may have to give them a little extra crack. They're not the easiest to crack. I do apologize, Party City. Um, but that's what we got. So here's what we're going to do. Just a reminder. We're going to sing in just a moment all four verses of Silent Night. We're going to, I'm going to light my candle first. I'm going to light Pastor Gary. Some of our deacons, if you'll just kind of come forward, we'll light your candle. And if you can kind of disperse to kind of help the candle lighting, you can go back with your family. We're going to light a few candles before we start singing. Then we'll start to sing. Uh, we're going to turn the lights down in here. And then when we're done, I'll come back up and wish you a Merry Christmas. And then we're just going to ask that you leave quietly as we sing Silent Night. So just a moment, and then we will start to disperse, and we'll start to sing. All right, if you'll disperse and just start lighting. If you'll stand with us and join us as we sing Silent Night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin, mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild. 
sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, holy night, darkness flies, all is light. Shepherds hear the angels sing, Alleluia, hail the King. Christ the Savior is born, Christ the Savior is born. Christ, the Savior, is born. That's why we celebrate. That's why we have a joy and a peace and a hope and a love that the world doesn't have. So this Christmas season and every day, you be the light that points people to Jesus Christ, the one who came so that they could know him as Lord and Savior. On behalf of the staff and our families, uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas you're dismissed if you will just leave quietly and you can place your candles out in the tub in the foyer.